Welcome to our podcast series, Raising Saints and Forming Scholars, where we delve into your questions about the world of classical education. We were made for truth, beauty, and goodness. Let's talk about it. This episode is part of a series dedicated to our exploration of the richness of our partnership with the Institute for Catholic Liberal Education, otherwise known as ICLE. Last summer, some of the teachers and I were able to enjoy their wonderful annual conference in Pittsburgh. In these videos, I'll be speaking with the teachers about their experiences. These series of episodes are sponsored by Calig Auto Group, who have been great supporters of our school by being an event sponsor at our gala. So we're here with Mrs. Fogarty, who also went to the conference in Pittsburgh this last summer. And I wanted to talk to Mrs. Fogarty about two conferences that she attended. Uh, one was on memorization and imagination. The other one was on choosing literature for your children. And they go so closely together. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what the speaker said about memorization? Um. They spoke about how important memorization is so that you do have something inside of you to remember and guide you throughout your life. Um, difficult times can be made better if you have yes. things memorized that you can return to and recall and help. I think we can't things. emphasize that enough. I, and I tell the students that, and sometimes they roll their eyes at me, but later they'll come back and say it's true, that difficult times can be made better if we have something beautiful memorized. I think that's so true. And I do want to say, whenever I walk through the hallways, Mrs. Fogarty's class is always <laughs> reciting something exciting, whether it's Beowulf or Psalm 91, your students... Memorize a lot, and mm -hmm. actually, you're reminding me. I want to use a concrete example of your class. When COVID hit, and we bought this new building, and we were moving in, and just there's so much going on, it was so stressful. I taught the fifth, sixth graders scripture, and they one day started reciting the psalm that they memorized for you. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember it really. It just carried me through that whole month because they would recite it and they memorized it and it was so inspiring. And so, yeah, I just wanted to give a personal witness to the truth of that. But anyway, okay, back to our speakers. So this speaker talked about memorization. Let's connect it to the talk on literature. So another seminar I attended was how literature educates the impact of fiction on an integrated virtuous life. And she spoke of how important it is that what our students are reading is um, virtuous, that it is true, good, and beautiful, because that will stay with them and inside of them. And uh, here's a quote from what she said, well-constructed fiction, the kind that is made for its own sake, beauty, will have the greatest impact on the life of virtue because its beauty awakens and inspires desire for the good. That's such a powerful quote. And I, I think that's so, it's so funny. I tell people when I taught high school, 
it was the literature classroom more than the theology classroom that I could see really affected the faith of the students because if they read a story like you're saying, what did you say? It's written for its own sake? For its own sake, for beauty. For beauty. When it has that narrative that has an underlying message of truth and goodness, the student just soaks that in and it affects their whole worldview. And then I've unfortunately seen kids read the opposite where you read a tale that has darkness and no hope at all, mm-hmm. it affects them very negatively and is, uh, uh, forms their character in, in a, not in a good way. So I really like that quote. She did say that as they read um, fiction or nonfiction, I suppose, you are to look at the characters and analyze what is virtuous about the character and what is not virtuous about the character and have that as a takeaway to improve your own life. You know, I think it was my first year here at Holy Child. Um, The third graders or the fourth graders were reading a little version of Les Miserables. And I remember the kids were really having an intense discussion about Jean Valjean. Was he virtuous uh, or wasn't he? And it was so nice to see throughout the years that character stayed with a lot of the kids and they would bring him up even up to eighth grade they kind of they never forgot Jean Valjean and that was a good point for them to wonder if he was virtuous or not and again that's a book where the character is able to have some transformation and we all we all need those opportunities and character and fiction can really show us that Mm -hmm. so yeah anything else from any of these speakers that you want to share and if nope. not, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, Mrs. Fogarty, you've given us a lot of food for thought and good reminders why we work so hard on memorization and choosing the right books for our students. So thank you for taking the time. All right, thank you. <laughs> We are going to continue our conversation about choosing good literature at our school with Mr. Talley, our upper school literature teacher. So tell us about um, what really spoke to you at the conference about books. Well, I I learned several things at the conference, and one of them was that my phone is not my alarm clock. Uh, My wife is. (laughs) Okay. Um, And uh, that um, had I... Uh, figured out a way to bring her along with me, mm-hmm. um, I probably would have made it to um, uh, Father Spitzer's talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and I might be talking about that now, but okay. um, what what I think was um, what I revisit in my mind a lot is um, my Tuesday seminar um, with uh, Dr. Bloom of the Augustine Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the question the title the title of the of the seminar was um, was detective stories, mm. which was a little misleading because uh, when we got in, uh, the question was, um, should we or should we not be teaching detective stories in the classroom? Um, the discussion went a completely different way. Well, not a completely different way, but. Um, a different way. Um, the answer to that question ran along these lines. Most people said yes. 
Some people said, don't know. <laughs> and two people said, no, mm. emphatically. Um, and who was right? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, the... Um, The nose said that um, it was not okay to teach it in the classroom because it was not great literature. Um, and the yeses ultimately said that it was, uh, that the, there, were, there had to be a distinction made between good literature and great literature. I see. And that good literature, um, is a um, is a preparation for great literature. So I would agree. So then, should we be teaching detective stories in the classroom? If it's good literature, then maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and what I took away from that for uh, application in my own <coughs> uh, professional life is. Um, because good literature is a preparation for great literature, we should be forming parents um, to <coughs> present their children uh, during off-school hours with great literature or good literature so that when they come to the classroom, they have that foundation. Right. I, I like what you're saying because I know at Holy Child my great desire everything we do is preparation we are giving our kids good books that prepare them for the great books so i'll use an example last spring i taught my fifth sixth graders a good book it's a it's a kid's version of the aeneid but my hope is by the time they hit high school they are prepared for one of the greatest books of all time. And we spend a lot of time at Holy Child preparing because even in first grade, they're doing maybe a comic book of Aeneas, moving on up, moving on up, preparing a little more in fifth grade. And absolutely, I, I think we should use your language more because this entire elementary school is preparation. And as you know, it's hard work. We are preparing the kids for the greatest joy of all time, reading the great books. And I don't know if when you try and read the great books, if you haven't been prepared, it is tremendously difficult. Yeah. I've spent decades doing it myself, learning backwards. And so it's really my goal to give that kids the preparation. Mm -hmm. So I really love your discussion. Do you think you may throw in some detective stories? Mm -hmm. In your classroom? Um, I know that there are going to be students who aren't um, aren't satisfied with the curriculum. They're going to want some challenge. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that uh, throwing in some detective stories or maybe other literature that is not detective stories um, uh, and offering that to them uh, to do extra uh, would be a good thing. Um, I don't know that I'll be able to um, use good literature in that way, at least this year, my right. first year, um, for everybody as yeah. a blanket exercise. Yes. Uh, but definitely I could apply it here and there. 
And, you know, you're making me think, as you said, we each went to a different seminar. My seminar was on T.S. Eliot, and I sat next to a teacher who was thinking along the same lines you are, and I thought it was so moving because he said when he had a student struggling, I guess this student said, hey, teacher, read this book, and it was not a great book. Mm -hmm. And the teacher said, I will read your book Mm -hmm. if you read one of mine. Mm And all the other kids got jealous. And then this poor teacher had a lot of extra work. But I thought it was beautiful, the love that he had for his students, that he would read all those extra books and they were exchanging books. And not all of them were great books, but that teacher knew this is a journey to get my student to have the desire for the preparation for the great books. So, you know, as long as we have that angle in mind, yeah, I think a lot of different things are on the table that we, we may not always imagine. So I think this is a very important conversation to have. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Talley. Happy to have the conversation.